and welcome to this week's SBK Betting Podcast. I'm Adam Bayliss, coming to you live from SBK Towers, where we're unfortunately two team members down this week. Um, Jess is on racing TV duty, while Mr. Tom Collins is taking a rare week off the pod. Um, although I'm reliably informed, he's uh, he's busy backing winners at, at the Craven meeting. So I look forward to hearing about that from, uh, from TC next week. We do, however, fortunately have Mr. Ross, the postman Miller, with us, ready to deliver tips and insight aplenty. Uh, Ross, how are you? I'm good, Adam. How are you? Yes. Yeah, all good. All good. Thanks. Looking forward to, to a, a busy weekend, Scottish National et al. The jumps are still going for you, mate. Yeah, they're hanging on there. I'm, 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 I'm campaigning and lobbying to, to stretch out the jump season as long as we possibly can. Well, look, we'll come on to that. Let's first talk about Aintree. Um, and probably specifically the Grand National. I'm, I'm keen to get your thoughts on on that and, and the rest of the meeting. Well, well, let's start with the with the, the positive, with the the horses, the performance. Um, I thought Corrit Rambler was probably as easy a winner of the Grand National I've seen for a very long time. Um, I had him bang wrong. I just thought there was no way that Derek Fox could get to the get to the front at any point before the elbow and and safely navigate a passage to the finish line because I thought. Court Rambler looked quirky enough at Cheltenham up the run-in, but he took it up, jumping the last, probably idled and 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 gave Vanillier back as some sort of hope as he he closed rapidly. But I thought the way he danced around, jumped the fences, travelled beautifully. Um, he's going to go up in the weights, obviously. Um, but I think if they chose to campaign him back to the Grand National again next year, even off a heavy weight where he might well force out plenty out of the handicap, I think he looks the sort of horse that loved that test. Derek Fox clearly is a jockey that understands the test. And I thought it was a great performance for really good people. Lucinda uh, Russell and Peter Scudamore are people I really admire. I think they absolutely have the horse at the centre of everything they do. I saw a sort of uh, ode to the to Corrit Rambler from, from Peter Scudamore where he said that the, the best two minutes of every day are when he gets to look between his ears out over the countryside in which they train. Um, it moved me. And in a backdrop where... Uh, how racing cares for the horses and, and how we regard them was was questioned. I thought that was a, a good thing. Getting on to the to the to the not such nice element, it's very sad. I think for any race goer, anyone connected with racing, when you lose a horse in a race, as we did with Hill 16, um, and you know the protesting was was legitimate. I think it was badly done by, on their behalf, but I think it's wrong for some sections of racing just to dismiss them as as idiots, as do-gooders. Um, I think racing has done a good job in recent times and it needs to continue to do so. And undoubtedly, something needs to be done about the start of the race. That seems to be the the bottleneck. Um, Richard Hawes and Kevin Blake, who have, who have spoken really well with, with stand-up to racing, Richard Hawes pointed out that since the back of Beaches was modified, so the, the drop on the inside was, was removed to a degree, there's now not such a benefit to to going wider and so you get 40 horses gravitating towards the inside perhaps that needs looking at um but i have no doubt and every faith that racing will continue to move forward i think we have to engage as best we can with with people that 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 are against the sport um but we've got to do so in a way that that doesn't make us seem more intelligent than them even though it it might be very easy to to sort of think that at times yeah, sure. I mean, uh, listen. If, if nothing else, the spotlight was on racing at a national level for for the last sort of week or so, and I'm, I certainly can't remember the last time that's happened, whether it be good or bad. So let's let's see what comes from it. Um, outside of the national, Ross, what what caught your eye at the, at the meeting? Anything for us to to stick in the tracker? 
Um, I, I think it once again highlighted that entry form is to be tiptoed around and Cheltenham form coming into entry is to be to be sort of taken with a pinch of salt because I think it was very random in terms of how some horses took the race from Cheltenham and, and came forward to entry and others didn't. For example, Conflated, I thought, had a fairly easy time in the Gold Cup once his chance was gone. Conversely, Shishkin, I thought, was given a very hard race uh, to, to place in the Ryanair. Shishkin came out halfway up the run in at Aintree. You think that uh, Shishkin's hard race in the Ryanair is told, and then he finds reserves and goes on again, whereas Conflated just didn't turn up. So um, I'm always a bit cautious to take Aintree form forwards, but just three that I, I, I do like going forwards. Uh, in the top novices, I thought the winner in the pocket is going to be a better horse over a fence. He was quite impressive, and he still looks a raw, unfurnished horse, as does the runner-up, uh, strong leader. I would be surprised to go over fence with him just yet, because I think they feel that he's taken a while to get the hanger hurdling. But a mark of 143, I don't think is beyond that horse stepping up in trip two mile four in handicaps next year. And then Katira, been really keen on her all year. Um, I was pretty hopeful they'd a runner at the Cheltenham Festival in something um, and they didn't but she looked really good uh, against the boys in the Mersey novices she's gone up 10 pound which is going to make things difficult but I do think a mark of 128 wildly underestimated her I'm not sure that a mark of 138 will have got to grips with her just yet although she is likely to be campaigning with the mayor's uh, program in mind next year and a word for for Cider Burley the old boy, unbelievable turn of foot to, to well, whether it's a turn and foot or just outstayed the rest. But, but I just thought that was for me probably the performance of the week. Yeah, it, it was painful, Adam. I was there um, and I thought Nico had, had got to the front plenty soon enough, was looking and and from my vantage point, Saida Burley came in my blind spot. Um, I think he might come in Nico's blind spot as well. But an incredible performance to get that old horse to peak at Cheltenham and at Aintree. Um, He's probably not got the credit he deserves um, through his career. He's certainly a horse I've never been able to get right. Um, the only time I backed him, I backed him with the per attempts and he ran badly. So it shows what I <laughs> what I know sometimes with these staying hurdlers. But yeah, an, an impressive performance. And these horses that can come back and come back are what we really need to harness ourselves to in the sport and sell uh, to people that don't perhaps know our sport as well. Yeah, that's really serious performance. Um, right, let's move north of the border, the Scottish National. Um, take it away, Ross. Who would you like for this? Well, Christian Williams had the had the forecast last year. Um, I think he can do the same again. If I'm honest, Adam, uh, Kitty's Light uh, was a good a good winner last time uh, in the Ida Chase, up eight pounds, which is hefty enough given the winning margin. But nothing about that race suited Kitty's Light. The ground was too soft. It compromised his jumping hugely. It was only guts, determination and stamina that, that, that got him there. He's going to be much better on this sound surface. And he comes back here three pounds lower than he finished second off last year. And he'd have been a very easy winner if Christian hadn't run Win My Wings, who was a very well handicapped horse at the time. Uh, Kitty's Light was five lengths uh, ahead of the third horse, who's since come out and, and won the Midlands Grand National, went stepped up to four miles again, um, and he looks progressive. So I can see loads of positives for Kitty's Light. The, the cheek pieces go on. That might well help him travel a little bit more. He's had them on previously in his career. Jack Tudor maintains the ride. That was my slight concern coming in, is that Christian might try to, uh, you know, take a bit of weight off and pull one of his rabbits out of the hat left field from Ireland with a, a conditional none of us had heard of, but he hasn't. He's stuck with Jack Tudor. I think that's a good thing because I think Kitty's light as a horse. It takes a bit of knowing. Um, so 
Round about nine to two, I think he's an outstanding, an outstanding bet. And then Captain Nord, Christian's other runner, I think has been forgotten in the market. He's around about 22, 25 to one. Um, he loves this good ground. He looks to me like he wants a bit of a trip these days. Whether he'll stay this four miles, I don't know, but I'm happy to take my chance. He was a, a ready winner at Kempton, stayed on Dowley to the line. You can forget his next run. They tried to back him up quickly, um, used a £7 claimer to try and offset the penalty. That didn't work. I don't think he gave him a great ride at Ascot on that occasion. I think the horse just ran flat. It's been freshened up. Normally shows his best form in the spring. Um, go back to his Badger Beers uh, run when he finished third behind Frodon, who was absolutely on it that day. And he got hampered badly. Wasn't given a hard time to finish third. I think there's plenty uh, going for him as well. And uh, I, I think Christian can, can do the one-two again. It's been a quiet year for Christian, um, but I think he, he can get it done. Lord Accord is just a horse that, when I was looking through his form, I just kept coming back to. And it's slightly reluctantly that I, I've sort of left him out. I think you can tip two. If you start tipping three and four in the same race, you become a bit of a guesser. But Lord Accord, I think, was all the rage for the Ultima. And I could see that. They clearly campaigned him around that. They didn't run him because the ground had gone soft. And then they ran him in the Kim Muir on ground that was arguably softer. Um, it just didn't happen for him. Pulled up. I'm happy to put a line through that. And he's the sort of horse I could see a test like this suiting on good ground, which I think is absolutely essential to him. Right, well, I'm going to take that cue, Ross, as a guesser and put and give you three to think about. Uh, Elvis Elvis Mail was one I, I quite like the look of, um, staying on over three mile two at Kelso last time. Um, it's got really strong form at air. Um, Flash Collange for for Paul Nichols. Obviously, listen, there's, there's a stamina doubt there, but at, at the price, I'm I'm happy enough to, to trust Paul. Um, even though I suspect it might just be a sighter with a view to to next year. Um, and the final one on on the list was Empire Steel um, for Sandy Thompson who I was on board with at Sandown. He was very disappointing that day in, in, in February when he went, sent off at kind of single-figure price. Uh, Sandy's a shrewd judge. I don't, I don't think he'd send it down to Sandown for, for, for no reason. Um, so, yeah, happy to draw a line through that. And he's got a bank of some pretty serious course form. Um, that victory over Lamilos last time, I think, probably counts for quite a bit in this field. So, listen, let's let's see where we get to. But but a 1-2 for, for Christian Williams and Wales, I'm sure, would go down an absolute treat again. Yeah, absolutely would do. Uh, with uh, Empire Steel, I think there was a, a great feeling that he just didn't travel when he went down to Sandown. They, they they think they want to try and keep him close to home, Scottish tracks, not too long on the, I think it's a trailer he goes in rather than a lorry, actually. Um, and I think that is perhaps uh, why you'll see him uh, maintained up in Scotland. And I absolutely could see the case with him. And it would probably be a very apt winner as well, given the week that uh, Sandy Thompson's had. We love it. And don't forget, when um, when you're dealing with these big field handicaps, it is well worth deserting your your normal bookmaker and exploring the price of SBK because more often than not we will be a better priced than all these horses. So so do have a look at the card on on SBK. Right away from the jumps, Ross. There's a pretty decent card of flat action at, at Newbury. Um, I have to remind you that the flat is most certainly back. Um, and there's a there's a, um, a double digit field that lines up in the in the Fred Darling. It looks competitive enough. John Gosden's got the the Fav. Um, Bridestones, she definitely could be a star. Um, uh, any thoughts on on her, Ross? Uh, yeah, I think she looks like she could be a really good filly, and I think John Gosden's training of fillies uh, is something to be admired. I think he gives him plenty of time to come forward. Uh, I'm excited to see how she's going. I'm just gonna sort of sit on my hands, certainly with regards to the three-year-old trials uh, going forwards, because I think there's. Plenty of horses that ran as two-year-olds last year had a lot of physical making up to do. Um, and I think there's a few that could close the gap on horses that had previously 
given them a good beating. Yeah, certainly. I mean, uh, generally, when you look back at, at, at past winners of this race, it, experience can can pay off. Um, I'm I'm massively interested to see what um, Olivia Miralda does under under Roger Varian, having moved from from Michael O'Callaghan. I mean, Ammo Racing have started the the flat season off in tremendous form. We've just seen the them have the Craven winner for for Carl Burke. So. Listen, Kevin Stott's been on the the wrong one already. Perhaps David Egan will pour more misery under on, on him again on uh, on Saturday. Um, should we chat about the Greenham Stakes? I mean, Chaldean probably takes all the beating, right? Yeah, I think I think he does because I think he's gonna, he's the strongest stayer in the field. Um, he was a horse I had on side all last year. I wasn't quite sure he was going to be he'd be Guineas class, and I'm still not, to be honest. Um, but I think. It, it, uh, unlike a lot in this field, I think it's going to be a small field because you know we're talking about good, good quick ground up in Scotland for the national hunt racing and and people sort of running away down in Newbury because the ground is soft. I don't think it matters to him. I think he's a thorough stayer. Um, I'd be surprised if he's not uh, seen over further later, later this season. Um, I'm not convinced about him for the Guineas, but I think this Greenham doesn't look the deepest, um, and I think he takes all the beating for a really smart team. Yeah, I'm 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 firmly with you there. Although, listen, we'll have a we'll have an INSBK ambassador, Sean Levy, who rides Isaac Shelby for for Brian Meehan. I mean, he definitely didn't give his run in the last day. It'd be fascinating to see where where he's at on Saturday. I mean, Brian had one run well on the first day of the Graven meeting, so good good signs for the yard there. Yeah, um, Isaac Shelby was a was a was a big raw two year old. Um, wouldn't be surprised at all if he he's certainly one I've got in my notes that could take a massive step forward as a three year old. I think he's going to undoubtedly be significantly better this year. Well, it's got the Miller seal of approval, so it could be worth it an each-way punt on there on Saturday. Let's move on to the Spring Cup, Ross. 14 go to post. Uh, William Haggis's Latam um, is the current favourite with us at 11-4. to four. Uh, Give us the lay of the land. I think he's he's the obvious place to start, and I think it's hard if you're, if you're looking to find the winner to, to really put a line through him. Um, I thought his winning the Irish Lincolnshire was very good. A £5 raise didn't seem harsh, given that... I mean, Chris Hayes gave him a good ride and got some space, but he had to make a very dramatic move to his left to get that space. I mean, really pulled him off heels, lost any momentum that he had, picked up very well to, to win going away and picked up in heavy ground. You know, if, if, if you try and do that, I mean, running in the sea, running in heavy mud, if you stop and then get going again, it's a huge effort. So I think Latam has clearly got more in hand than that £5 raise. Um, that was significantly above anything he showed uh, as a three-year-old but William Haggis has plenty of horses that do that that are sort of slow burners at three and then come on to four and can be really quite smart in this mile handicap division I think the fact that he's got a number of horses to choose from and he's relied just on Latam is a is a sign in itself um, Tom Marcon jumps on that's not a not a not a bad thing and whilst the form of the Irish Lincolnshire hasn't been Frank left, right and centre. The runner-up did run pretty well, I thought, in a listed contest next time. Um, so I wouldn't be dismissing him at all for all that he's skinny enough in a in a 14-runner mile maiden, uh, mile handicap on on soft, possibly heavy ground. Um, just one at a bigger price, around about 16 to 1. Richard Hughes trains Aussie Banker. I like him because he comes in here with hard fitness off the all-weather and in good heart. He's had a good season on the all-weather. Um, he was beaten just a length and a quarter by Final Voyage, um, who had Billy Lochnane on claiming five. Well, I mean, that's just not playing by the rules as far as I'm concerned on your weather this winter. He was robbing five pounds. So I think that's a, a really big run. And then prior to that, he'd run uh, Imperial Sand, who's a really smart horse on your weather, about 102 rated. He ran him to a neck, albeit he was getting eight pound. Um, 
I think he's got movement in his mark yet. He's by Muhara out of a mare who pretty much raced exclusively on the all-weather in France. But the one time she did race on the turf was on soft and it wasn't a bad effort at all. Muhara can definitely get horses that cope with soft ground. I just thought it's 16 to 1 with David Egan on, which I thought was a notable booking. Uh, he interests me uh, for a shrewd operation. Yeah, he's he's a really, really interesting runner. Um, I, I'd back that up with a with another um, runner who I know we were both on last time out, Ross, at, at, at the same price, 16 to 1, um, who I'm reliably informed should be pronounced Tommy's son for David Winwizier. Um Just draw a line through the through the the, the Donny run um, and look at last season's form puts him puts him right there I mean ran in some really really good company last year um, I think the key for me on Saturday is, is the booking of, of Oshim Murphy who um, he's got a cracking record for, for Memoisier um, five rides for the for the trainer he's won one um, and three three others have finished in the money so he'll absolutely do for me at, at around 16 to one um, right we've gone through sort of the quality stuff on Saturday Ross don't disappoint me where are your naps and next best coming from? I had, I've had a good week on the flat. I've tried really hard not to look at the jumps and focus on the flat. And I've had a good week. But then I looked at the air card and there was just a couple there that I, I, I do really like. In the 150, uh, the nap comes in the form of City Chief, who's a horse that's done me really well this year. He's a big, raw, unfurnished horse. Had some nice bits of form over hurdles. He was uh, fifth at the Punchdown Festival on good ground last year, over a trip of three miles. He's been... Managed very quietly this year by Nicky Henderson. Wins at Hereford and, and Weatherby. He was ended up a couple of times at Aintree and they avoided that. I think they're still keen to bring him along quietly and not throw him in the deep end. This didn't look like a deep race at all. Um, I think he'll cope with the ground. He'll stay strongly. He's a sound jumper. Um, so the nap is a, a fairly confident one in the form of City Chief in the 150 at air. And then the next best also comes at air. Uh, and it's a Paul Nichols horse, Rubeau, who I think just looks tailor-made for this. Um, He's definitely better on, on good ground. He won the dovecot on ground that was described as good to soft, but to me it looked like it was riding soft and tacky. I don't think it suited him all that well, um, but he beat a good mare of Milton Harris's, uh, obviously conceding the mare's allowance to her. What I like about him is he's a slick jumper, strong traveller, looks like he's still got plenty left in the tank at the end of each race. And even if you go back to his Taunton novice hurdle form, he beat Brentford Hope, uh, who was with Richard Hughes at the time, is now with Harry Derham and won his last two. He's got a mark of 114, and Rubo beat him absolutely hollow, giving him £7, beat him seven lengths. It could have been 77 lengths. Um, I think the fact that they had him enter the entry and they chose to miss it is a, is a good sign. Paul Nichols likes to target this meeting, um, and I just think this horse is going to have too many gears and he's going to be too good a jumper for the majority of these in this handicap. Excellent stuff. Well, I mean, I can add further weight to that. Uh, speaking to to Jess Stafford earlier on today, I know she's super duper keen on Rubo as well. So let's see if it's a, a double winning nap for the pod when uh, when we revisit it next week. Uh, for what it's worth, I know Jess is also very keen on Mojo Star in the one thirty. Um, again, let's 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 see how that gets on. Right, that's it for this week. But fear not, uh, both Jess and TC will be back on board next week with Ross in tow. Uh, if you like what you've heard, please like and subscribe. And we'd love to hear from you in the comments section. So please do join us there. Um, don't forget that new customers can claim £20 in free bets on SBK when you bet £10. Uh, T's and C's do apply. Um, and we would encourage you to check all of SBK's odds for this weekend's racing. You will be better off. Uh, have an awesome weekend, everyone. And uh, join us again next week. 